There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes... Lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow pow pow. I am Sam Nifty Delady, so what? Welcome along to the Melchester Odyssey. I have in my left hand the 9th of April 1983 issue of Roy of the Rovers, and it feels so good. Um, it's a very exciting front cover. We'll get to the main picture in a minute. It, as well as the front cover picture, it promises us the joys of Coventry and St Mirren stars in colour! Exclamation mark. And also... Who is Arrow? The hunt is on to find out! Exclamation mark. That, of course, is a reference to the new story, Who is Arrow, that they're really, really trying to get behind. Um, they're I'm not flogging sure the fuck be. out of it. And we all know, we know how it ends, because, like, we don't remember Who is Arrow. So Who is Arrow, obviously, spoiler alert, didn't really last or embed itself in the public consciousness it didn't capture in the way no. that certain other stories did yeah like um, the hard man or billy's boots yeah uh, mighty mouse of course is still going in here um yeah. so we will see all we can do is hope for the best for alan arrow um he was on the front cover of course last week sparking someone out who looked like michael grid but anyway uh what else have we got yeah we, it's one of those weeks where the roy of the rover story appears on the front cover so we get our first panel on the front cover, you can get a free look in the newsagents without having to buy it. Um, I've seen enough. I know what happens. There's no <laughs> point me spending my money. I'll keep my I eighteen pence. <laughs> I get the gist. I shall spend this eighteen pence on some blackjacks and fruit salads instead. I, I shall get four wham bars. <laughs> uh, have you heard that new group Wham? They've stolen their name from the Wham Bar. It's outrageous. I hope they fail. I, ho- I, I, for one, hope that the confectioners w- sue them. Apparently, the singer is a Greek. <laughs> I hope he dies on Christmas Day. <laughs> Whoever heard of such a thing? A Greek singer in a pop act. <laughs> this country. <laughs> 80s child lampard. <laughs> So we've got uh, the front cover and the, the, the yellow box is there that brings us up to date with the story so far. Uh, and it says, unhappy with mounting criticism of his team selections, Roy Race was still considering a fabulous offer to become player manager of Walford. This offer is fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> then, 
It's fab. Absolutely fab. <laughs> it's two thumbs up from me. <laughs> As they say in Spain, then... it is fabulosa. <laughs> <laughs> then he caused another sensation by taking the place of injured Rovers keeper Charlie Carter during the game versus Redstoke with Melchester trailing 2-1. It's almost as Fuck if it, I'm going he's a fucking narcissistic drama addict. Yeah. Um, he, he's in goal and we see uh, an aerial shot of the action in the Melchester penalty area um, there seems to be lots of tufts of grass on that pitch it doesn't seem to be very short it looks like more like a park than a, a fucking football pitch but um, that's not my problem so it's an aerial shot there's a oh, ball coming the in we can was, see wasn't it? in those days yeah. even in top flight football there would sometimes be quite a lot of dog turds on the pitch if you watch yeah, back the old big matches, just, even at Anfield, yeah. they'd be like, oh dear, yeah. and uh, Ronnie Whelan there, slipping in a giant dog turd left by an Alsatian <laughs> earlier today. Yeah, because they'd just leave the gates open for people to exercise their dogs around the pitch, wouldn't they? They'd, 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 let the ki- yeah, they'd let people come in early to give their dogs a run around. In those days, people brought yeah. their dogs to football a lot. I used to see dogs they at did. football you, all the time. That's how you get, you get a dog on the pitch quite regularly, wouldn't you? Yeah, but I think it was mad. To take, I, I've never understood in Richard why anyone would bring a dog to the football because the dog must hate it. And it's just a pain in the ass for you. It's human master. There's lots of things that I've said before. I mean, I've got a dog and I love dogs. Um, but the fetishization of dogs is silly, I think. There's a, there's a- here's, a, here's a strange one that I was thinking about the other day. Sometimes you might say to someone or you hear people going, oh, have you got kids? And I said to someone once, have you got kids? And the response was, no, we've got dogs. And I thought to myself, on the one hand, fine, no judgments. You know, I don't judge anyone who doesn't have or want kids or you don't know the reasons why they don't have it, that's fine. But on the other hand, you could interpret that response, said completely deadpan, mm-hmm you could interpret that as the person comparing mm. your human children mm. to their dogs. Yeah, they're equating dogs and children, aren't they? Yeah. And I think, hang on a minute, guys, let's get real here. I'm a dog lover. <laughs> I think dogs have a play a fantastic role in our society, right? <laughs> but let's fucking get it straight. You can't... You're basically calling my children dogs or dog-adjacent. <laughs> Right, yeah. and that's not on. Dogs are dogs. Let's not forget, dogs are dogs. Kids are kids. We dogs originally, are dogs. as humans, kept yeah. them as slaves. Mm. Right. I mean, not that Oscar would be a very good slave. I mean, Oscar literally pathetic. does fuck all for you. Yeah. Yeah. But you'd have sacked him long ago, sold him, Jesus maybe to some sort of mug. Yeah. At the dog market, but uh, the the Sunday dog market. But yeah, I just sort of think people it, yeah i see why it feels like having a child but it's not like having, it's nothing a child. Like having a child at all no it's really not nothing at all i mean there's another there's another kind of red flag as well which is when people describe their pets as fur babies oh i mean come on <sighs> so infantile like you know and if there's anything that you and i are known for it's maturity completely and i just think people need to fucking grow up it's like have a dog Love your dog. Yeah. That's great. It's a dog. But don't never forget your dog is a dog. Mm-hmm. 
and that might go on a t-shirt <laughs> alongside the the best-selling we evolved from dogs the yeah, sequel never forget a dog, dog, a, dog, a, dog. a dog is a dog <laughs> I, I wouldn't go as far as saying never forget a dog is just a dog because that sounds like I'm having a go at dogs I'm not Dogs are great. They are. But they are, they are. dogs. Yeah, they're dogs. they're dogs. They're not babies <laughs> or humans. They're dogs. They will not Let's get it right. They will not grow up to be adults that will hopefully make a contribution towards society. Yeah. And they're not, you're to, never going to get a dog who grows up yeah. and invents like a, a, a life-changing app. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're never going to get a dog who, oh, because you looked after it so well when it was just a, a puppy... When you get older, it will give you a lift to the hospital. Yeah. When you're a bit frail. You'll never, you'll never go and watch your dog uh, singing in a carol service at the school hall no. or the local church. It's just not going to happen. A dog's never going to help contribute to your care home fees. No. It's just never, not going to do it. Dogs, eh, dogs are always skint. Yeah. Aren't they? Yeah, one thing. Oh, absolutely skin. I'll brass it this month. Oh, same old story. I <laughs> yeah. oh, can't get you round yeah. in, yeah. Somebody, same old story. Got somebody coming in end of the month, have you? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, of course, yeah. Fine, I'll buy. What is it? Sorcery Guinness, is it, as usual? Yeah, yeah fine. No problem. Yeah, dogs tick, 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 don't they? I mean, kids yeah. do as well, to be fair. But um, then kids grow up, and with any yeah. luck, they give you something. Yeah. I've got my parents' loads of stuff. I'm sure you have too. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, KSI, the famous YouTuber mm-hmm. who I worked with when I was at Comedy Central, mm. uh, fascinating bloke. And one of the things he'd done that he told me he'd done was when he first started making a lot of money, because he was stinking rich from a very young age, mm. right? This is way before the boxing and all of that. I think when I worked with him, he, he still was only on like maybe five or six million subscribers. Just the now five or six like, million, yeah. Yeah, I mean, now it's like way beyond that. But he was already minted, right? And and he said, yeah, I'm, I kind of, I, I got to 18 and I, I wanted to sort of have a bit of independence because I'm rich now and why mm. should I have to live at home and follow the rules of my parents and all right. the rest of it, right? So, but, but... He really liked the house that he lived in with his mum and dad in Watford, yeah? Yeah. He liked it there. Yeah. So he thought, I kind of like it, but at the same time, it's sort of annoying having to live with my parents. So what he did was he bought another house in the same street and made his parents move into it. Right. So he could keep the <laughs> So he could just stay <laughs> in the family house, but on his own. He was like, I bought a house next door, now fuck off. <laughs> you can come back and make me dinner if you want. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that'll nice be good. Idea, I'll pay you. <laughs> so that's good. So he bought them a house next yeah. door and maybe it was nicer than the one he was in. He just couldn't be bothered moving, so he let them move. That's good. But a dog's never gonna do that for you, Andy. Yeah. The chance of yeah. Oscar even contributing to your mortgage repayments are fucking slim to none. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm accepting of that. Um anyway. So yeah, there's an aerial view of the ball coming in. Um, and everyone in the shot looks concerned, as if it's a meteor or something coming from out of space. It's, it's like they've never them. seen a football before. Yeah. The only one who's taken any action here is Roy, who's obviously wearing the goalkeeper shirt. I'm a man of action. The, There's the, not enough of us around these you know, days. There's some hard the men The John there. Wayne type. 
silent, strong silence. Now, men, men are, are thinking and talking, right? But they're, what they're not doing is acting. Yeah, I'm an actor. I'm one of the old school. I'm strong. I'm silent. I'm a little bit violent. He's um, so. He's uh, yeah. There's there's some hard men in this picture. Duncan Mackay looks perplexed. Vic Guthrie yeah. looks confused. Um, Noel Baxter is wondering why Roy's coming for it by the looks of things. And there's two uh, Red Stoke players in there as well. So the uh, a Lampard in well, the Well, Roy's coming way off his line. He's way off his line box, with massive he? determination. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and his, his fists are clenched in readiness for punching the fuck out of this ball. Yeah. Uh, that's getting punched. <laughs> that's, that ball is getting sparked. Watch this, cunts. <laughs> Literally, I once punched a, a, a football, not a plastic flyaway, a proper professional leather one. So hard it burst during a game, and the and the game had to be abandoned. But because the ref was so impressed, he awarded us a three 0 victory. Next question. <laughs> I'm imagining. Lies. I'm imagining this ball is Ben Galloway's head, and it's getting fucking pushed. <laughs> So the- I punch Ben Galloway at least once a week <laughs> and it's never affected our relationship negatively. Often he thanks me for it. He just picks himself up, leaves the room. <laughs> Brushes himself said. down and gets on with it and that, that's the measure of a man. It's not something that was pre-agreed, it's just it's just formed itself and established itself over the years and now it's just natural. It, we don't talk about it. It's we not just contractual. <laughs> But it, it, it's sort of almost important in our power dynamic that I do it. If I didn't do it, I think he'd become confused and nervous. The good thing is he knows it's coming and he readies himself for it. I can see when he's shifting from foot to foot because he knows it's coming. So I just do it. He'll try to centre his gravity so he so he doesn't flop down too hard and bag, it, bag his head like... I mean, he'll go down. Of course he will. But, but the thing is, I only ever punch him about 75% of my true power because I know that a hundred percent or even an eighty percent racy punch could kill him dead and then who'd, be, who'd do me admin for me apart from anything else it's so symbolic what, as much as what I sometimes do is uh, to let out my frustration because obviously I'd love to punch him hundred percent I take it out on the football instead <laughs> so the ball's coming in he's going to punch it Lampard in the crowd says that's a nasty swelling cross and Roy, Roy thinks, and it's mine. And we've got we've got a thought bubble and a speech bubble combined oh, there, as one that. here. Yeah, that's brilliant. So he thinks thoughts turn it into speech <laughs> in a perfectly seamless process like, between like, brain and mouth that I have perfected. I call it talking. The human being <laughs> at its finest. <laughs> <laughs> the human being in full effect. He says. Uh, so he thinks. And it's mine. And then he, he shouts, keep us ball, Melchester. And it says, follow the action on the colour pages inside, which is what we're going to do. Are you clicking something? Yeah, but miles away from the mic. Okay, All right, I've then. thrown my clicker. I've thrown my <laughs> clicker away now. <laughs> uh, there's been requests for are you clicking something T-shirts as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's great. Jalapeño. Jalapeño. Okay, and there we <laughs> First picture. <laughs> Fuck me. Great picture. <laughs> he doesn't punch it. 
He doesn't punch it. He changes his mind he at does. the last minute. He thinks, fuck it, I'll uh, catch the cum. He catches it right in the bread basket with both, both arms wrapped around the ball and his fucking cheeks are puffed out. And he goes, oof! <laughs> and the wind, it, like, it knocks all the wind out of his body, doesn't out it? Of his seals, yeah. Question, Andy. Really good question, this. Yes. Do you remember the first time you were winded? I don't remember. I knew you were going to say that. I don't remember the first time I was winded. I remember occasions when I was winded. And it's curious that I haven't been winded for a long time. Well, this is it. I I don't know if people get winded anymore. I think it was an 80s thing. Do kids not still get winded? Do you think? No, my kids have never been winded. But to be fair, there's less rough and tumble nowadays, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. They're not out as much. It's all online, isn't it? Weirdly, I got... Yeah, you can probably get a fucking PS4 game called Winded! Exclamation mark. (laughs) (laughs) See how many times you can get winded. (laughs) I fell down some... uh, My first winding was a very peculiar one. I don't know how it happened because... this is. I'm I'm sorry, but this is a celebrity interview podcast idea, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, my first winding... (laughs) With all different stand-up comics oh, coming on. This week it's James Aircaster. <laughs> oh, My first winding. Hell. But, like, I... Usually you associate winding with what's happened to Roy there, a big blow to the tummy, yeah. right? Yeah, serious shit, yeah. My first winding was I was running along the corridor at school. First winding. Right. Towards yeah. the staircase, mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was a slippy bit. And now this was, going back to school caretakers, this has got to be on him, right, mm. Mr. Leeds, because they're just plain and simple. <laughs> Let's not forget supported Leeds. Yeah, Mr. Leeds United. <laughs> I am Mr. I'm literally, do I support Leeds? I'm literally Mr. Leeds. Like that bloke, Mr. Pompey. Do you remember Mr. Oh, Pompey? Oh, God, yeah, with the hat and the uh, bell. Yeah. yeah. Is he a nonce? Dunno. No, I don't think anything was ever alleged or proved. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so no. a categorical no. <laughs> the lawyers of Mr. Pompey are listening. <laughs> no, he has a big legal <laughs> team that he he's surrounds got, himself He's with. got lawyers that go through all the podcasts every week. Yeah. for actionable content. He's very litigious. I imagine Mr. Pompey sat bare-chested <laughs> with his Mr. Pompey <laughs> wig on and with, hat. With his bell on his desk. With, <laughs> at, at a massive desk with just loads of different telephone lines. And he's like always on two phones at once going, right, have we had any nonce allegations in in the podosphere? Uh, None this week yet? Great, good to hear the, it. Anything on the blogs? <laughs> no? <laughs> How about the forums? <laughs> Check the forums. So I slipped, right? And yeah. I don't know, but I can still see the bit that was slippy. Mm-hmm. I can see it. I slipped forward, so my feet came out from underneath me. Right. And I, I slid to the staircase and then went down. Mm-hmm. Boom, 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 boom. This about, like, five stairs on my back. Mm-hmm. And somehow that winded me. But the thing about your first winding is, if no one's told you about winding, which no one had mm-hmm. in my household, so I'm not just pointing the finger at Mr. Leeds, I'm also pointing <laughs> it at my parents. <laughs> yeah. Right? Those cunts. Never, no, they kept it a secret from me, just like they kept my secret, my sister a secret from me. First winding, now this. <laughs> it was a family of secrets, wasn't it? A web of secrets. What else is going to come out? I can't believe it. 
I was shocked enough when you never told me about the existence of winding. Now you're telling me I've got a sister. Whatever else. Oh, God. I went down, and the thing is, right... You went down on your back, did you say? You landed on your back. That's unusual, isn't it? Which is weird. It's not the normal way for a winding to happen. So if there's any doctors or winding specialists listening, get in touch and tell us how that process happened. Well, I have some... Because I've been winded since, but it was always punches in the stomach. I have some information on the screen in front of me, but I'll let you finish your anecdote first. Okay. Well, anyway, (laughs) I basically what happened was a couple of mates came and said, like, you're all right. Mm. And uh, because when you're at primary school, mates will still do that. When you get to secondary school, if you fall down some stairs, your mates will just laugh and maybe Kick run away. You. Or even, yeah, g- gather around and just start kicking you in. <laughs> then this is your best mate. Yeah. Oh, oh. Uh, uh, staircase wanker. <laughs> Kick his head in. Free victim. <laughs> ah, what a cunt. Staircase mug. <laughs> Punishment for not being able to do stairs properly. (laughs) Kicking. (laughs) But these were the days when it was still like, oh, you're right. And you start going like this. And you genuinely 100% think that's it. It's terrifying, isn't it? Yeah. Because if no one's told you, the first time it happens, if no one's told you, it's basically you've lost the ability to breathe. Even if it happens and it's happened to you before, you forget that it passes. You instantly think, this is it, I'm fucked. I'm dying. I've fallen down the stairs and this is how it ends. Well, I've had a good full life. My nine years have been full of adventure and fun. (laughs) I've seen the world. Well, I've been to Portugal once. That was good. I've got brothers. I don't have a sister that I'm aware of yet. It's been been a wild ride. Let's just say some mad shit has happened in my life and I can't can't have any complaints. (laughs) If now's my time... Then I can't have any complaints. It's, it's, it's been incredible. It's pretty hard for, for re- a regular nine-year-old who's had a normal life to get to that point of getting winded and think, I haven't done enough, or this hasn't been very good, but I'm about to die. Every hey, nine-year-old's yeah. kind of like, yeah, it's been brilliant. I've been a kid. Yeah, that's true, actually. When you're nine, I mean, this was 1984, the only thing I would have been gutted about would I would have been, oh, fuck, it's gearing up to be a classic Christmas Top of the Pops this year. Yeah. When they look back on the year as a whole, mm-hmm. I can't remember what point of the year this was, whether it was before or after Frankie Goes to Hollywood hit the charts. Well, and, the, the, you re- know. Relax hit the charts in January, so if it was 1984, it was oh, Frankie Goes to Hollywood. The whole yeah, so year I would have was been dominated like, by them. I, been, I think it was 1984, I'd have been like, fine, mm. I've seen Frankie Goes to Hollywood, and there's nothing madder that's going to come along than that. Mm. And I was right. I would have been right about that. I've not seen anything as sort of shocking as that since. Yeah. Anyway, you think you're going to die. Obviously, you don't. But your first winding is a big moment in your life. It's when you first contemplate mortality. It's when you you first realise I am vulnerable. Mm. Right. I am. I am. From the moment I bought. From the moment I was born, I was dying. Mm. That's a a thought that. That's a thought that I was trying to express, but of course I couldn't speak. Yeah. Because your mates are going, are you all right? And I'm trying to say, from the moment I was born, I was dying. It's but I was just going, ooh, <laughs> ooh. It's the first time you realise you're vulnerable, that you're not indestructible yeah. or invincible, isn't it? Yeah. So what have you found out about <clears throat> winding, um, the process of winding? I'm on the BBC Sport Health and Fitness page. 
They've got uh, a big wind in. They've got a big the, um, uh, wind in sight. It's a wind in section, yeah. And it just is what happens when you get winded. It says yeah. nearly, <laughs> nearly everyone has been winded at some point in their sporting career. It's never, <laughs> it's never a nice experience. But how does it happen? And it says, who can it happen to? Anyone involved in contact or ball <coughs> sports? How does it happen? Usually by a blow to the abdomen. Think of football being blasted into you, but sometimes it can happen when you fall to the ground heavily, which is what happened to you. You land uh-huh. on your back. Yeah. Uh, what happens to my body? The technical name for being <laughs> winded is to receive a blood trauma to the solar plexus. These are the nerves behind the stomach. The impact causes the pressure to change in the diaphragm, which is the large muscle which divides your stomach and abdomen from your heart and lungs. The diaphragm goes into spasm and contracts painfully, making it hard for your lungs to breathe in and out. Once the muscle stops cramping, you're able to catch your breath again. And then it says, Treatment? Question mark. (laughs) (laughs) Encourage the affected person to assume a crouching position so muscles can relax. Crouch! Crouch, you must shout. Assume a crouching position, (laughs) Mr. Delaney. (laughs) Stop kicking me then. Uh, And then it says, return? Question mark. (laughs) Within 15 minutes, unless there is a more serious problem with the abdominal and respiratory muscles. So there we are. It's a blow to the solar plexus, which is the nerves behind the stomach. And... um, The guts. Spasms. Spasms, you're... uh, spasms you, you die from so you can't breathe so it's a serious thing but obviously it passes if you crouch in the in the crouching position you should be alright I wonder if anyone's ever died of being winded oh, I'm sure they have I'm sure they have yeah I'm not even going to look it up because I'm sure there's, there's maybe about 10,000 deaths each year I reckon um, from winding can you my, die uh, from winding my mate has a aversion to cows and okay. his family take the mickey out of him and say cows pose no danger mm-hmm. and he's convinced that they do because they've been on country walks and cows have he's become nervous around cows which is understandable I think most people have been nervous around a cow at some point <coughs> yeah yeah um, they seem quite benign but I think actually there uh, there's a lot of hidden danger there in the cow community yeah, exactly. They, they look at you as if say, I don't want trouble, but if you bring trouble, I will fucking I kill you. It. Yeah, I will fuck you yeah. up. Yeah. And and so, uh, anyway, he's got this understandable, like, nervous uh, cow anxiety, and his, and his family tease him for it. So what he does is he's got a specific Google alert set up <clears> for right. cow-related human deaths. And every okay. and every time there's one reported anywhere on on the internet, <laughs> it it alerts him on his phone, and then he sends it to his family <clears throat> yeah. see? immediately. As if see, to say, see, cunts, normal. But that appeals to me quite a lot. My daughter has a massive aversion to turkeys, wild turkeys, right? Because when we went to California, it was very funny. I, I took the kids in 2018, just after we'd started this pod. We went on a sort of a a um, road trip hmm. to California. It, it was great, but the one bit that didn't quite work as my wife and I would have hoped it to would, was like when we were in places like Yosemite and Big Sur, hmm. you sort of picture going on these amazing, mind-blowing hikes. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. incredible hikes through astonishing Californian landscapes. 
But the problem was, was that wherever you go, there are signs warning you of various creatures, such as bears, mainly bears, but other things as well. And my kids, who would have been like, I guess, five and nine, something like that, maybe, no, six and ten they were. Maybe they were a bit young, that sort of stuff, because they were like fucking, they're such city kids. They were like, if they saw a sign saying there could be bears. Yeah. They're like, there's definitely a bear's going to come and eat us. and they're going to kill us. So every hike we went on just ended in them shitting themselves after 10 minutes Mm. and turning back. We we got out of the car once, Big Sur, just in a national park. It was only like, it was only a relatively small one. We got out of the car and she's going, we're going to see a mountain lion. We're going to see a fucking bear. I said, there's nothing like that here. There's not even any fucking signs. We go into, we get out of the car. We go into this sort of toilet they've got in a sort of a shack-like building. And this fucking turkey walks in out of nowhere. <laughs> a wild turkey. All right, it walks cunts. in. And it, yeah, it was a proper right cunt. He just looks at us and just say, all right, cunt. And she flipped, right? She fucking flipped. And I was like, she was like, what is it? What is it? And I was like, it's a fucking turkey. What is it? What is it? And I was like, it's just a fucking turkey. Oh, get it out. Get it out. It's not, it's not fucking doing anything. It poses no threat. Yeah. She is fucking to- to- from from this day- from that day onwards. She's like on turkey alert whenever we are even anywhere remotely rural. Yeah. We don't even have to be in the proper countryside. We could just be like in a fucking Richmond Park or something. She'd be like, "Oh, are there any turkeys here? Be a garden." Yeah, ah, turkey. So I so I thought, okay, well, let's put this to the test. So inspired by my mate's cow Google alert, yeah, I set up a turkey human death. Google alert. I've yeah. never had one. Nothing yet. I don't believe no. there has been a... If you if you type in human death turkey, yeah. uh, all you'll get is the occasional food poisoning incident at Christmas all when right. someone ate a, a not fully defrosted turkey and yeah. dropped dead yeah. from that. Yeah, that's the biggest danger you can get. Well, following on from that, it, it appears that getting winded will not kill you. It's very frightening. Um, but you can't suffocate from it, so it's, it's, fairly, uh, it's a fairly safe pursuit. Um, so there we go. It says it's terrifying, but not life-threatening. So there we go. I hope that's allayed some of your fears. This has been the Winding Podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. We'll return next week and attempt to get back into this Roy of the Rover story that we've next week, to tackle. Next uh, week, Josh Widdicombe joins us to tell us about the time <laughs> he was winded <laughs> playing roller hockey. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure that will be a laugh riot. Um, <laughs> alright thanks for listening everybody goodbye goodbye